Consciously is a public awareness project to help people value and protect their rivers. We can all take actions to preserve our rivers as habitats, beautiful natural spaces and sources of vital clean water. In this first podcast, we focus on otters in Cork rivers and discuss the importance of water habitats and what we can do to help protect them. Otters are semi-aquatic animals who spend most of their time in the water. They have webbed feet and powerful tails, which make them great swimmers, and they have insulated waterproof fur to stay warm. Cork's River Lee and its tributaries, including the River Bride in Blackpool and the Curraheen River, are habitats for otters. Surveys by Cork Nature Network have catalogued the presence of otters around the lower river and harbour areas. The availability of food and safe places where they can rest determine where they live. Otters were once hunted extensively for fur, many to the point of near extinction. Notices in the Examiner from the late 19th century till the 1960s regularly advertised otter hunting in Cork. Otters are now protected by wildlife laws. It is a criminal offence to deliberately kill, injure or capture an otter or to intentionally damage or destroy otter breeding or resting places. However, otter species across the world remain at risk from pollution and habitat loss. And here in Ireland, the removal of riverbank vegetation or culverting rivers damages habitats and pollution is a large concern, particularly herbicides and heavy metals. Jill Wayman, doctoral researcher in UCC and chair of Cork Nature Network, has been involved in studying and helping protect otters for several years now. She has sat down with us to explain about Cork otters. Otters can be seen in the River Lee and that we have found through our social media where people have regularly posted images and short little clips of videos of otters swimming and feeding. Um, we know that they're all over the river, you know, over the catchment, so otter, but they also will cross over land. They will cross from tributary to tributary and they will also breed and they rest up along the river banks. So there is a sort of land and the, you know, the marine and freshwater angle to the otter. There is, there is otter activity along the River Lee and plus there's also otter activity in other smaller areas that you will see like the River Caraheen, the Tremor River and all around the harbour. So we know that there are otters there and otters, the otter is the Eurasian otter. This is the only otter species in Ireland. They are quite rare in some of the European countries. They have, in the past, they have suffered um, as a result of bad water quality and habitat loss. But we are lucky, you know, in that they seem to be, they seem to be, there seem to be reasonable numbers in Ireland. And we've certainly, through Court Nature Network, we have looked at the otter because to us, it's, it's, it's on our logo and it's the flagship species. Jill went on to discuss otters' habitats and the threats they face. Otters will need habitats like they, they do like fresh water, where there's marine and river water. They like, so they like to bathe their coats to get rid of the salt, you know, as they're moving around from area to area. But they also need cover and they need cover to breed and to, yeah, to rest up. They tend to be elusive, so they keep away from us which is probably a bit in their favour, <laughs> but they also, so they need those type of habitats, river habitats where there's cover and habitats where they can cross over because they do cross over from um, river course to river course. Development, that is one of the key 
threats to me and from what we found. Um, obviously, they need a reasonable water quality to survive and they need food. Walking along the Keys and Cor, people are sometimes lucky enough to see otters. Jude Sherry, director of Anish, the Cork-based design company for sustainability, shares her impressions of otters in the Lee. Yeah, definitely one of the most pleasant surprises in Cork was finding the otters. It's something I hadn't experienced in other cities. We love spending time watching them. Like, we go and sit along Friday Matthews Quay there and create characters and stories around their play in the River Lee. Chris Moody, community activist, shares his experiences of otters in the River Bride, a tributary of the Lee which runs through Blackpool. Chris outlines research done on finding otters in Cork, including an interesting way of identifying their presence. There's an Irish Wildlife Trust did a survey in 2011 and 2012. I believe it's the Irish Wildlife Trust. I'm not 100% sure of that. But they documented 11 otters in the city uh, using um, collecting sprint. It was a citizen science uh, project where you involve basically uh, interested citizens come along and they participate in a survey over maybe three days. And what they do is they collect uh, otter sprint, which is quite distinctive and easily identifiable once you've, um, otter sprint is otter poo, all right? It's easily identifiable because um, it has a unique smell, which isn't unpleasant, and it has a kind of a tarry look to it. So, and they identified in the city 11 individual otters. And of those 11 otters in the city, eight were moving through Blackpool. I myself, very fortunate to have seen with my own eyes uh, a mother and a cub on the bride behind my house. It, usually you'd identify a sprinting point and the otters always come back to the same places and they will do it over years and years and years. Um, it's, never, it's not quite sure why they, they mark it. There seems to be different theories. One is a territory thing, which seems to be the common. And another theory um, is that they are marking the area as, as have been fished. There could be all kinds of other uh, communication going on because they noticeably, they, when the otter turns up at a sprinting point, because it's not the same otter, it could be three or four otters visiting that point over a, a period, um, m maybe a couple of hours and they will sniff the sprint and then they will sprint over it themselves, you know? And sometimes they'll scratch the soil and they'll rub their, um, their whiskers and their faces on the, the earth and their bodies on the earth. Park City Councillor Lorna Bogue explains the importance of valuing biodiversity to ensure equal access to nature. You know, biodiversity um, in the city and, you know, around the River Lee is the River Lee looking quite messy. It's not it's not something out of out of a cartoon like it's 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 something that's quite messy and wild. And it's the same with ways that we introduce biodiversity. I mean, like the best way that you can introduce biodiversity in an urban environment is just to let the weeds grow and <laughs> let the grass grow and let it get scruffy. There is more of a tendency to have biodiversity um, and have water as a site of biodiversity. But where that actually tends to happen is quite interesting because if you look at flood relief schemes in Cork City, you'll see two approaches. So there's one newer type of nature-based approach which um, happened in Douglas and that's where they actually flattened the river out, widened it out, um, you know, put, put, um, put like a natural sort of rock underneath it and developed 
it as a public amenity as part of a flood relief scheme. But then I've seen other flood relief schemes um, like in Blackpool and Toka, for example, where the answer is to culvert the river and just keep it sectioned off from people. Sometimes that's my worry about um, narratives around um, biodiversity in terms of how we actually integrate it into our built environment, because sometimes I wonder if if we're just kind of gentrifying biodiversity or we're not just looking to create sort of playgrounds for the rich um, to experience nature that we actually need to have all communities surrounded by nature um, because of the benefits that it brings to them. Chris sets up a trail camera along the River Bride in Blackpool, capturing the rich variety of wildlife besides otters he shared animals he's recorded. Oh, let me see now. Uh, birds, dippers, uh, grey wagtail are very common. A heron. Um, the grey heron is always around. It's, it's kind of uh, seen as a bit of a bum because it, it looks so graceful, but it will eat just about anything. Stoats, not regularly. We filmed a mink on the bride as well. Mallard in the bride all the time. They're probably the most uh, visible and regular visitor on the bride. Unfortunately, this rich variety of wildlife is threatened by pollution and dumping in river habitats. Chris, who regularly cleans up sections of the River Bride, gives a sense of the litter and dumping problems. I can't understand the mentality myself, but it, there's rubbish being thrown directly into the river. Bags of rubbish, but also bigger items, which are the biggest problem when you're, when you're above a culvert system. Uh, so these larger items like kids, big kids toys and shopping trolleys. I don't know how many shopping trolleys I've pulled out of the river. They're a major problem because they just collect debris. And I don't know what it is about shopping trolleys. You know, I made a joke once about them wanting to return to the sea, this spawning ground or whatever, you know, because <laughs> they seem to be, a, there seems to be this attraction for rivers and shopping trolleys, you know? So yeah, shopping trolleys and everything else. Chris outlined some of the impacts of a flood relief scheme planned for Blackpool and the River Bride. I suppose we'll only really know uh, once it's done. The um, fisheries actually made a submission early on in the scheme and called it uh, effectively, they described it very effectively and called it the sterilization of 350 meters of viable salmonid habitat. So otters eat fish. So if you remove the habitat, so not only do you remove an area where they might rest, they might create a halt, you remove a source of food. Okay, so you don't know at what level that becomes an issue for um, otter survival in a particular area. Okay, so that it, it's food really, um, I think, that determines whether or not you'll see an otter in the place or not. If there's no food, you won't see them. In the Blackpool Flood Relief Scheme documentation, the in the latest documentation in the um, environmental impact assessment, the the impact on otters is stated as being permanent, significant, and negative. As with all of these schemes, I don't think people really their lives are busy. They don't really uh, hear the noise of these things unless they're directly affected. And so it's only later, and I think this will apply in Blackpool as well. People will only have reservations when it's too late. You know? Jill Wayman suggests ways you can help protect otters and value nature. 
they can come and look at our website for a start on courtnaturenetwork.ie. We're also we're always looking for donations to you know for the project you know to help protect them more. But I think as well one of the key things is that people can just increase their awareness about how important the species is, you know, and what it looks like because a lot some people still don't know what an otter looks like, which is fine, you know. But it's just increasing your own awareness so you know what is around you. There's actually seems to be a disconnection. And that is because we tend to not really see how we connect to our environment. And that's a key thing that we need to address, you know, because once we address that connection, I think that there will it'll increase the understanding. Once we understand how a species, you know, needs certain things, then we can help it and we can live with them. We can live with wildlife as well as protecting them. This episode has explored otters and wildlife in the River Lee. A large part of our project is to draw attention to rivers as rich habitats. The Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs for short, are a UN initiative to help achieve a better, more sustainable future for all. We are using them as a framework to link local actions with global outcomes. Part SDG 15, Life on Land, is about conserving and restoring freshwater ecosystems. We need to take urgent and significant action to reduce the degradation of natural habitats and halt the loss of biodiversity. We all have a responsibility to help preserve waterways, wetlands and forests. Climate change and land degradation are having significant impacts on ecosystems. Can you consider what lifestyle choices you can make to help address our climate and biodiversity crisis? Here are three simple actions that will make a difference. Firstly, reduce your carbon footprint by walking, cycling more and eating less meat. Secondly, if you could choose to shop locally and support sustainable brands. And thirdly, use fewer plastic products, which often end up in rivers and oceans causing the death of animals. Cork Nature Network has wonderful resources on otters and other wildlife in their website and social media. Also, a campaign has started to help protect the Blackpool habitat for otters, so go to saveourbrightotters.com for more information. We would like to thank Jill Wayman, Chris Moody, Jude Sherry and Councillor Lorna Bogue for contributing to the podcast. Consciously is organised by Students on Creativity and Change, a course in the Munster Technical University's Crawford College of Art and Design, about creativity and its power to ignite empathy, passion and learning about our interconnected and interdependent world. Consciously is an invitation to learn and act to help respect our rivers as habitats and sources of clean water. Our webpage and social media have additional resources and suggestions for actions you can take to help protect wildlife and our vital water amenities. For more information, go to our webpage, creativityandchange.ie forward slash conscious L-E-E. Follow us on Instagram, consciouslycork, and use the hashtag consciously on social media. The Consciously team is composed of Anne Lamb, Colette Mulholland, Flo Whitworth, Trish Robertson, Aram Wawood and Richard Scriven. Flo, Colette, Anne and Richard narrated 
and field recordings were made by artist Vicky Langan and Richard. This work is shared under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International Licence, which means you can remix, adapt and build upon our work non-commercially as long as you credit us and license your new creations under the same terms. <laughs>